Well, hello, kids, and welcome to episode number nine of the Eager Beaver podcast, a podcast providing incisive commentary on Canadian politics and general culture. Today, recording day is Saturday, July 17th, 2021, and it's a warm but overcast day here at the Beaver Lodge, for which I'm grateful considering it's been humid AF around here the past week and especially considering the ravages of the heat dome out west. It has taken at least 719 lives, sudden death style, in just one week, has resulted in the deaths of millions upon millions of marine animals, ravaged orchards and farms, and has resulted in over 300 wildfires, including one that wiped out 90% of the town of Lytton, BC, and the Lytton First Nation. We are sending love, strength, courage, and comfort. I'm your host, the eager beaver, and I am dancing a jig at the thought that you, my sweet kits, have dedicated some of your precious time to us. Whether you have marked Canada Day this year wearing red and white, or orange, or all three colors, all are welcome. And of course, a happy belated Independence Day to the few listeners we have in the USA. Of course, a big thank you goes to our podcast's founding sponsors, The Peppermaster, the Miss V Mysteries from Corvid Moon Publishing, and CanadianTarot.com, who have all remained for yet another week. Because it's always a joy to have people who help you shine. On today's episode, it's all about pride. As you likely know, June was Pride Month, and the 53rd anniversary of the Stonewall Riots, which took place from June 28th to July 3rd, 1969. So, we'll be presenting a collection of rainbow-themed stories in this episode. In addition to those stories this week, our Coast to Coast to Coast COVID update is back. Our main story this week is the inexplicable and nonsensical decision of the Conservative Party of Canada to hold up legislation banning conversion therapy. And for our interview this week, kids, have we got a treat for you. He's charming, he's engaging, and his EQ is off the charts. And if you catch sports of any kind, but especially curling on CBC, then for sure you know him, sportscaster Devin Haru. Devin was quite generous with his time. We had to do the interview over two evenings because a lightning strike took out the power at Mr. Grizzly's end on night one. So we'll have an extended interview for you in the coming days. So kids, grab your best frock, your glitter bombs, and come taste the rainbow because here we... Super Deep Bass, it's the remix. Go, 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 go! So, before we go any further, it's time to welcome this podcast's co-conspirator, the bear, the voice, Mr. Grizzly. Hello, Mr. Grizzly. Hey, how you doing, Mr. Beaver? Uh, A little stressed today, but overall, I guess pretty good. Uh, How are things with you this fine day? Um, Pretty good, actually, today. Uh, Had a few dark days, and and last Saturday was uh, horrible. Horrible, horrible, horrible. But it was not mental health horrible. It was oh. uh, post-second uh, dose. Um, I've got the combo Pfizer-Moderna, and the second dose, the day of, the morning of, I got it, and I was a little tired in the evening. Okay, no problem. When I woke up the next day, I felt like I'd been run over or beaten with a baseball bat in the middle of the night. Every muscle joint in my mm. body ached, like ached. Mm. I had a fever, low-grade, like 0.8, so 37.8 the entire day, and a headache 
that would not go away. Uh, but when I woke up Sunday, I felt like all of that was gone. I was tired on Sunday, but mm-hmm. no pain, no headache, no muscle joint pain. I'm like, it's working. Wonderful. So, yeah, oh. bounce back oh. quickly. I got a story for you. Oh, yeah? Uh. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I'll tell you after we take a break, okay? <laughs> cool. You want to hear this, kids? <laughs> Hey there, Mr. Grizzly. Hey, Mr. Beaver, how you doing? I'm doing really well. Hey, uh, did you get something in the mail lately? Yes, um, Miss V Mysteries. I yeah, I did too. Awesome, bedside reading. Yes. Um, for those who don't know, the Miss V Mysteries is an LGBTQ plus cozy mystery series written by Delilah Knight. Miss V is 60, trans, and classy, sassy, and a bit smart-assy. From her kitten heels to her chic bob, Miss V is a lady through and through. When her late aunt's lawyer is found murdered, and clutching V's favorite Chanel jacket, she is immediately arrested. Can she find the real killer before the local law puts her away for good? Will she be forced to trade 50s rock and roll for jailhouse blues? Do prisons even have a happy hour? Well, none of the ones I've been in. Wait, what? What? There's a story there. No. We'll talk about that after the ad. Miss V and the Lettress Lawyer is the first book in a humorous cozy mystery series from by ace author Delilah Knight. On sale now wherever ebooks are sold. Paperback copies are also available or call your local library and ask them to get it in. Signed copies available at www.corvidmoonpublishing.com. That's www.corvidmoonpublishing, all in one word, dot com. The Miss V Mysteries. You need to be reading it. Uh, welcome back, kids. And without any further ado, back to our story. I am two days from fully vaxxed, but I tell you the day of shot two, uh, I'm team Moderna first and second shot. And, uh, you know, the first shot I was, uh, you know, dragging my butt yeah, a bit, yeah, uh, yeah. for about uh, two, two or three days. Uh, but that was about maximum, the extent of it. Uh, and you know, I was, uh, you know, as we reported you know, on the show, uh, you know, they said that, uh, you know, if you had some side effects from the first one, you could, should probably expect that the second ones would be a little more intense. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but I assume that that wouldn't mean that you would get the same side effects, just more intense. I got a whole new set. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Oh yeah. Oh, and these ones were the fun ones. Um, so, uh, yeah, it usually hits about eight hours after seven to eight hours after and you know, it hadn't hit yet. And so I went to play some tennis with some friends because, you know, it wasn't my tennis hidden arm that I got shot in and, uh, that went well. And about five minutes before getting home, I was starting to get a little dizzy. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I got home and then I was real dizzy. Like stop the world! I want to get off dizzy. <laughs> it's fun in, stuff. In. Fun stuff. Not really. Oh, not really. Totally spinning, and then chills going up and down, and just feeling like overall like yeah. and literally disoriented. Oh, like things were spinning. Uh, so it's about seven thirty, and I'm thinking in the evening. Think I'm gonna go to bed mm-hmm. because this is just whoa. And then I think, well, wait a minute, I haven't eaten since lunch. 
And when I took shot one, I was out for about my 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 little nap that I went to take was like a 16 hour nap. So <laughs> I thought, you know, it's been seven hours since I eaten. And if I'm going to sleep another 20, 16, that's 23. It's probably going to be a rough wake up on an empty stomach. I should probably eat something. Be so grumpy decided, like a grizzly bear. Yeah. So I carb load before <laughs> hibernation. So I figured pizza, right? Yeah. Perfect. Yeah, food. Yeah, yeah. No, there's a pizza place literally two blocks away, two okay. blocks away. So grab the keys off the key hook, put them in my pocket, grab all the stuff, you know, as I'm walking to the door, check for the keys, feel them in my hands. All great. Go to the pizza place, order my pizza, bring it back. No keys. What? No keys. You none, you, none whatsoever. There's no keys. There's no keys in my pocket. No what like this. It's not at the restaurant. There are no keys. No sign of keys. Did you hallucinate this or imagine Apparently, it? Or? So apparently the entire five minutes where I grabbed the keys like this and I have a vivid, vivid memory of holding them in my hands as I checked if I had them as I walked out the door. All that did not happen. Was it deja vu, perhaps? I have no clue. But oh, the story gets better. <laughs> because it was only two blocks away. I did not bring a cell phone. Oh, no. Now, fortunately, I had an old, because I just just got a new cell phone, right? And I had right. my old cell phone where I had some podcasts loaded up and I was listening to some, to some podcasts. So there's no SIM card in it, but you know, I can still connect to Wi-Fi if there's something close. Mm-hmm. And I can, So I was listening to a podcast. So I had that in my ears as I was on the way out. So I'm looking through the cell phone and that this is a cell phone, like, like three or four cell phones ago, right? It's, it's old. Right. So I'm going through the address book. I says, you know, I'm going to call the landlord. Well, this was a cell phone I had pre-landlord. So his number's not in it. Oh, no. <clears throat> so now it's like, well, how do I find the landlord's number? Oh, wait a minute. He's also a real estate agent and there's a house he's selling about like 10 blocks away. So I'm walking 10 blocks, completely disoriented, staggering through the street. <laughs> Okay. And I know that the kids can't see me right now like this, but I am rehearsing at the moment for a play that opens very soon in which I play someone who's been kept held captive for 500 years. So I have very, very long scraggly hair. I have an extremely bushy beard. Yes. (laughs) And I'm staggering around the street because once I get the phone number, of course, I still need a phone. You're lucky you didn't get arrested for uh, intoxication, public intoxication, you know. I looked so sketchy. I get the number. I jot it down. Now I have to find somebody to use a phone and there are no pay phones anymore anywhere. Good luck. (laughs) Right. Right. So, of course, people are avoiding me like like what? (laughs) Like taking three steps like away. (laughs) So so I finally find a motor hotel who will let me use their phone. I call the superintendent and I say, okay, I'm going to go back to my backyard, eat Mm -hmm. my pizza Mm -hmm. and wait for him to arrive. Now, he has no phone number at which to call me back. Right. Because you don't don't have have a phone. phone. Right. So I'm waiting. It's been a gorgeous day. It's been a gorgeous evening. Mm hmm. Five blocks from home, it starts to rain. <laughs> I'm sorry for laughing at your pain, but it just I, gets better, right? Oh, it gets all oh, this. It still gets better than this. Oh, so I'm I'm not completely drenched, but I'm fully wet. Mm-hmm, this, mm-hmm. And I come home like this, and there's a little ledge under which I put a chair, and I can sit like this. My knees and my feet are getting wet. Everything from the knees towards my upper body, my frame is dry. Okay. I would like to eat my pizza, but I stored it under a crate in the backyard when I got home because I was not going to walk on the street disoriented the pizza, with yeah. the pizza because then I'd look 
even more sketchy, right? I just got some food. and <laughs> So I can't get the pizza because if I step out two seconds, I'm going to be drenched. It is rain. It's raining curtains. Okay. okay. And the wind is so hard going blowing so hard that the, 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 the patio umbrella in my neighbor's yard is flying around the yard. We have some very hot, heavy objects in our yard, which are flying like, it's like the wizard of Oz, right? Like Border, sort of flying around the yard, tornado. Falling. So I can't grab the pizza. I'm there for three hours. Oh no. The rain did not stop. It was relentless for three hours. Cold, wet, and hungry. No, Cold, no way to be alive and yeah. awake and aware for every freaking second of these <laughs> wonderful side effects. Uh, I must be, might be the only human who stayed awake to experience all of them in real time. <laughs> uh, not fun. Wayne stops, run to the local grocery store because there are call buttons for a cab because remember, I have money for a cab because fortunately I did not pre-order the pizza so I had my credit card on me to uh, buy it. So I have money, but no phone to call a cab. So I can pay for a cab, but I can't summon one. <laughs> so I press the call button <laughs> that they have at the grocery store. Yeah. Cab arrives. I pay for the cab. I get to the hotel, $126. <clears throat> I was hoping it would be a little cheaper since there's not a lot of people staying at hotels and they're desperate, but $126. It's a motel. <laughs> oh, so it's not even a fancy place. Yes, yeah, not even a fancy place. Because... <laughs> I get in there like this in time to watch the Montreal Canadiens score their overtime goal. Okay. <laughs> One game they won. Yeah. Hop in the shower for half an hour. <laughs> warm, warm shower. There's a microwave in the room. <sighs> I can warm my pizza. Oh, that's not so bad, right? I open the pizza. Apparently, storing it under the crate was a bad idea. It's crawling with ants. <laughs> I, I didn't order the extra protein on the pizza. It just it just came. I just went to bed. Well, yeah, at that point, yeah, yeah. The following day, uh, superintendent comes, unlocks everything like this. Um, he happened to not be in town that night. He's in town all the time. For the first time in six years, he decided to go out the country to spend <laughs> with his kids and his wife for some rest and relaxing. So he had to drive him the oh, next no. morning. I gave him, you know, some money to thank him <laughs> for yeah, driving. Yeah, yeah. So basically, I bought a hundred and seventy dollar pizza that I did not get to eat. <laughs> when I got home, <laughs> I can laugh about it now. Oh yeah, it was not fun on the night. No, when I got home, hell. I thought, okay, you know, the keys must have been left on the table or on the bench that I sit on to put on the shoes. You know, I must like pick them up, put them down to tie my shoes, and then because I was disoriented, forgot them. Right, like mm -hmm. that must happen. No. No, 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 no. I get home. The keys are on the key hook by the door. They never left. So you imagine the entire I scenario. I imagine the whole thing. So disorientation, hallucinations, fevers, just, just, and <laughs> $170. Now. You're fully vaccinated though. I'm fully, I'm two days away from being fully marinated and like, watch out people. There are going to be lots of long, very uncomfortably awkward hugs. <laughs> and I know you're going to want to pull away and I'm sorry, but I'm not letting you go. Just sink into it and enjoy it because you're getting right so, out the storm, <laughs> right out the storm. Right. Out the, but it's like, come on, man. <laughs> well, that's, you know, really? there are worse things, I guess. Yeah, uh, like nobody died. Nobody right? died. Nobody I mean, died. I, no food came off somebody's plate. Yes, I was hungry for about 17 hours. Yeah. 
<laughs> but nobody went hungry. Nobody died. Nobody got cancer. Right. Like this. And, you know, I'm $170 poorer, but you know, that's what money's for getting you out of a jam. Exactly. Um, yeah. I was like, nobody likes to blow $170 on something terrible. I'm fortunate enough that it won't break me. Right. Uh, but you know, that still means there's certain things I will not do this month. <laughs> so yeah, kids, uh, if you get your second shot, don't leave home for no reason <laughs> yeah. whatsoever. None. Just and stay, you know what? Normally it would have been fine because my beaver sweetie is at home, right? Like this yeah, and I'd be land, but no, no, he's yeah. in Romania for seven weeks settling the estate of his grandparents. So it's just like the perfect storm of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A little bit of a little bit of hell to pay, I guess. But yeah, I, I must have done something and had something on my karmic credit card that the bill was due because I think you paid it in full, whatever it was. Oh God, I'll take things that all happened only to me for sixteen hundred, Alex. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's classic, absolutely uh, classic. <laughs> so yeah, let me put it this way. And then I had side effects for six days. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm still. Uh, I, it it took me a good five four or five days before i was feeling good again like wasn't sleeping tired all the time pain fever chills all that was gone within yep. like 24 hours With but the foggy the residual, brain? yeah the brain fog the exhaustion the residual effects were still there and then yep. somebody said uh, oh, oh did you see in the who they're like you shouldn't combine and i go look man two different mnras i'm not worried about it at all yep. i've eaten hot dogs at a street side cart in new york <laughs> city I had chicken wings at an Irish pub in New Delhi. I've eaten crepes. sausages on the street in South Africa. I've, I've eaten <laughs> crepes on a Parisian street at 4 a.m. after clubbing. I've eaten wild game at a buffet in Trobi, Botswana. I am street not meat worried. Street Mexico. There you go. I'm not the least bit concerned. <laughs> right. I drank tap water in New Delhi, okay? <laughs> I'm cool. still here. I wouldn't have tried that one, though. <laughs> So yeah, six days of side effects. Uh, I had the 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 soreness and all like this, but like the fog, I like for like for four days. Every time I wanted to leave the home, it took me four attempts. Oh yeah. Like there was one day where I was like on my bike. I was like, oh my god, the wind's going through my hair. Turned the bike right around. Fuck, I forgot my helmet. <laughs> <laughs> it's, just, <laughs> it's like ah, like this. And there was twice this last week where I left home. I guess, and as I got to the door, I was like, oh my God, I didn't know, I didn't check to make sure I took my keys before I got in like, my pocket, you know, that one moment of like this and the keys are there. It's like, oh God, because it's rote, right? I put them on the hook. I grabbed them, you know, it's, yeah, yeah, I created yeah. a system so I don't forget them. So I was just like, ah, so I was like, but you know what, for all of this, like this, and like people might hear my story and go like, oh my God, I'm not going to get my shot. It's like, no, 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 no. Get because your shot. What I got through was if the six days of side effects was like, COVID ultralight? Yes. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. I don't want the real thing. No. I am freaking grateful I got the shots. Shot two kicked my butt from Baffin Island to Corner Brook to Victoria and back. But don't get me wrong. I'm grateful for the butt kicking. I will be first in line for the booster when it's ready. But man, I did not like it. Not one bit. No, I'm right there with you on that. <laughs> yeah. At least if I become famous one day and wind up on Colbert or Fallen, I'll have an interesting story, right? <laughs> True that. True enough. True enough. Yeah, yeah definitely. Without question. Oh, shall we get to the news? I believe we shall. Uh, all right. Uh, let's do this. <laughs> coast to coast to coast COVID roundup. On the COVID front kits, 
things in Canada are going very well indeed. <laughs> Though there have been a few upward blips here and there over the past 10 days or so, the national seven-day rolling active cases number continues to drop and today just crossed under the 3,000 barrier to 2,677. And that's the first time in ages it's been below that. And if you recall, back around the 1st of June, that number was between 50 and 60,000. So good job, Canada. Woohoo! By the time this episode airs, 70% of the Canadian population, or about 80% of Canadians 12 and over, will have received their first shot, and we should be just about 50% fully vaccinated, or about 57% for Canadians 12 and over. So again, way to be, Canada. Woohoo! And as we get closer to 100% first dose administration, of course, the number of first dose recipients decreases. But even at this high vaccination rate, between 40 to 50,000 Canadians a day are still obtaining first doses. Vaccination hesitancy overall seems to be a non-issue, though there are certain target debt communities that still need convincing. But what a difference a month makes. About the end of June, that number was, as we said before, hovering between 50 and 60,000. So once again, way to go, Canada. Woohoo! Things are going well overall in the territories, with the Northwest Territories and Nunavut being COVID-free and Yukon doing a really good job of controlling the very, very nasty gamma variant outbreak that was particularly hard on yet unvaccinated children. Seeing their seven-day case average drop from a peak of about 200 active cases to just 41 today well done in atlanta yeah that well no done. they 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 um they, they 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 clamped down very quickly they did what needed to be done uh, the people in yukon and in nova scotia uh really know what to do when there's an outbreak and newfoundland yes when there's oh, yeah. an outbreak, they, they they tap it down in atlanta canada pei is covid free but there are a few cases here and there in the other provinces, namely nine in New Brunswick, 31 in Newfoundland and Labrador, and just five in Nova Scotia, where Premier Ian Rankin, as we were just talking about, has done an excellent job. And on top of that, showed he really wasn't playing around this week when the, public's, uh, the public health officer of the province made it very clear that neither he nor the Premier would hesitate a second in slapping on new restrictions if citizens didn't do their part. Based on the Premier's performance to date, I wouldn't test his resolve. Nope. In addition, there are some very exciting and also happy, totally non-COVID-related news for Premier Rankin. He's announced that he and his wife are expecting a child. Congratulations. Awesome. That's good news. Indeed. Uh, the four Western provinces are doing okay, but it's not great when compared to other jurisdictions. Uh, BC can't seem to get below the 300 it is recording today, and many are starting to point out that Premier Horgan's record has been spotty and wondering why he's been mostly excluded from the criticism the Prairie Premiers are getting. Alberta is down to 265, and we are keeping a vigilant eye out for a potential Canada Day slash stampede spike around the 22nd, possibly picking up steam around the 29th. Well, I saw a video earlier today, uh, an MLA in Alberta, she calls herself the Minister of Anti-Red Tape, whatever the hell that means, parading around, sampling different uh, uh, food, if you want to call it that, on the midway at the Stampede. And in the video, not a single soul, not a one, was wearing a mask or even carrying one. So expect some outbreaks. Mm -hmm. Yep, and 
And Alberta, I believe, is completely open up at the moment. Yes. Yeah. 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 Uh, Saskatchewan today finally was able to get below 200, 164 specifically, but Premier Mo is still dragging it out. <clears throat> and then there's Costa Manito Barrica. And Premier Brian Pallister who has proven himself to be a rather basic, I'd rather said like to see the B word, but I won't, so I'll say basic piece of work the past few days, particularly on the indigenous file. But I will digress on that. Mm -hmm. He still leads Canada's COVID hotspot, given the population size with 326 active cases. More than Manitoba, more than BC, with about a quarter of the population. It's just, and he too has started reopening. Gotta, <laughs> gotta make them dollars. Gotta get the dollar dollar bills, y'all. This man needs to be gone yesterday. Yeah. Just on the indigenous stuff alone. Uh, but and but we're not we can't depend on the Manitoba caucus to do that because anyway, they published some tweet also as well about the indigenous thing, which they like quickly, of course, deleted about like 10 seconds later or something like that. But, but the internet is forever friends. We can find it and repost it. Screen captain, all that kind of stuff. So, you know, it's like, uh, I don't know if a premier Pallister thinks that uh, keep on doing like the white man dominating the indigenous thing and Manitoba is going to get him some conservative votes to distract by how terribly he's been handling COVID. But uh, yeah, not reading the room, not a good look. Um, if you could see me, kids, I'm cringing and covering my eyes as I would at a horror movie when there's an uh, I can't watch moment. I, 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 yeah. I just cannot see how Western Canada. I'm, I'm just hoping that the vaccination rates are enough to hold it off because they they are doing everything they can to start a fourth wave. They yeah. are really yes. trying. Actively, <laughs> actively participating in starting a fourth <sighs> wave in the western part of Canada. I do not know how you can be systematically, systematically wrong about every decision so often. I just, it yeah. takes work. It takes dedication. Maybe he's born with it. Maybe it's Maybelline. I, I don't <gasps> know. Like, <laughs> really. <Maybe it's> Maybelline. <laughs> <laughs> in Ontario. The scientifically sound reopening plan Premier Ford allowed himself to be convinced to adopt and somehow adhere to. I'm Thank shocked you, Dr. myself. Kieran. I'm shocked. I'm shocked. Yes, shocked. Thank you, Dr. Kieran Moore. What a refreshing, what a refreshing change you have been from Dr. Williams. Mm-hmm. Whatever it is you are doing, carry I on, please. Bear, and I will bear your next child. Just keep doing it. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, oh my God. It's working. The plan had three-week wait intervals between each reopening effort, which should have been the case at the beginning from the first time we tried to reopen, to monitor what each step does to case counts. And on July 16th, which was yesterday, stage three reopening started in earnest. Down to 1,060 cases. That's pretty good. good. It will be really nice to see that number drop into triple digits very soon. Well, remember, there's over 14 million people in the province, so... Around a thousand cases is really good. We we want to get it to zero, but there's yes. that's a sign of huge improvement. Yeah, and when you consider again, right, Manitoba less than a million, Ontario mm-hmm. over fourteen million, and Manitoba has a third 
Yes. Of the act of kiss. <laughs> so that, just yeah, ridiculous. we're good. We're good. Yeah, we're good. <laughs> we're doing good. We're doing well. The situation in the province of Quebec has been causing me to have tiny moments of panic Mm -hmm. as it has bounced back up a few times. It seems like hitting a lower level and bouncing up, but it still manages to keep going lower over time. I'm wondering if that was playoff induced. Possibly. And I'm not, and I'm I'm not pointing the finger of blame at uh, bars and restaurant owners. On the contrary, uh, they're, they're sticking to very strict code. It's mm-hmm. uh, the thousands of uh, Montreal Canadiens fans, and I'm not dumping on anybody here, but thousands of Montreal Canadiens fans partying and celebrating in the street for their, their entrance into round four of the Stanley Cup Finals. I get it. I completely get it. I can yeah. empathize. We've been locked in the house for so long, and they're saying it's safe to go out, but it was ironic that they only allowed 3,500 people in the rink, and there's mm-hmm. about 30,000 or more on the street outside, packed yeah. shoulder to shoulder. <laughs> Yep. Most of them not wearing masks. So I expected a much and, larger spike too, to be honest. So Yes. But you know, again, you know, like I said, we had the protests last summer as well, and there wasn't too much out of that outside and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. But, but but we are around the two or three week period from the end of round three with or so. So, you know, like this, and there wasn't as many people doubly vaccinated two mm-hmm. or three weeks ago. So, so there might be something to do with that uh but we don't know and like i said you know the the number sometimes goes up from 476 to 600 and then goes back down to 536 and then back to the under the four you know that it was before so overall it's the the, the trajectory is still downward so it's still good but it's good we might be hitting a, a permanent uh, floor well and relative. another thing to keep in mind that a doctor friend was telling me she said paul uh, you do need to understand even though the case counts aren't at zero None of those people are in the ICU, and most of them aren't even hospitalized. Yes. Right? So you can still get COVID if you've been fully vaccinated, but you yes. won't die, you won't be in ICU, and in most, most cases, you're not going to end up in the hospital, but you're going to feel like hell for a few days. Yep. So today in Quebec uh, was the first time that the case, uh, the seven-day case number dropped below 500 to 476. Awesome. So Still in the right direction, right? Yeah. So things do seem to be going well. Interprovincial travel has started for certain areas. Uh, double vaccinated Canadians can now return home from essential travel without a mandatory quarantine. A non-essential travel is still not recommended. And there are musings allowed of opening up the border more with the USA around August 25th and with other world countries before the start of autumn. But. Uh-oh, Danger. And this is where I poop the party. The COVID situation isn't necessarily changing for the better in other leading nations. Israel has made it clear that it will be seeking boosters very soon as efficacy of the early first shots delivered there is waning. The USA says that it doesn't need them yet, but I assume that that is more of a public relations effort to not crowd the public space with messages as first dose take up has plateaued rather early in the campaign particularly in Republican-governed states like Missouri and Tennessee, where the adult vaccination rate is only at about 35%, right? Like this, we're hitting 80%. Yeah. Um, That, uh, well, um, disinformation campaign by a broadcaster that starts with F and ends in aux. 
you've got that idiot um flummox news uh, yes that's <laughs> <Flummox> <laughs> news. Uh, that idiot uh carlson fellow who just continues mm. to go on about uh how he thinks the vaccines will kill you which mm. there's no empirical evidence to support that statement he just pulls things right out of his butt and throws them out on the air and ends up killing people as a result so i'm waiting to see that uh organization get charged and tried Oh yeah, somebody's going to sue it. It's going to happen. It's got to happen, right? It's got to happen. You know, yeah. and then their 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 god that they worship, uh, El Drumpf, who's mm. been double vaccinated, who keeps telling people not to wear masks <laughs> or get vaccines. It's like, come come on, like really? Don't be afraid of COVID, he says, as he received all the experimental medication in the world that only an individual of his stature at the time when he was president could get. Yes, if he was not president, he'd probably be dead. Yes, yes, he would be. In in all likelihood, he would be. Because let's face it, uh, the he has average all the American, comorbidities. All of them, uh, all of them, every single one of them. And because of the fact that he was president, he got that experimental treatments. But for the average person, his age, his comorbidities, uh, and coupled with the fact that most Americans have little to no health care coverage at all, he would have been yeah. dead. So, you know, while this isn't a <clears throat> eh, Trump show. No, but <laughs> I don't even like to say the name. Yeah, but, you know, it's, uh, wow, you know, it's really lucky for him that he happened to be president at that precise yeah. time. Let's just put it that way. Uh, so, yeah, cases have started to rise in the Netherlands, in Australia, and in Japan, uh, which is very scary, uh, you know, given the Olympics are coming and it doesn't take much, right? For, uh, I can understand the people of Japan are really upset. The vaccination rates are very low. They haven't had a lot of vaccine yet. Uh, you know, and a breach is easy. I mean, already has been reported that I believe it was, I think it was a weightless weightlifter or a wrestler from Uganda, uh, in Osaka just vanished. So I guess he's trying to, uh, I, I maybe wants to, um, defect or something. I, I don't know exactly yeah. what it is, but one athlete is out. And that's again, right. You know, there's a, you know, they're saying like, Oh yeah, no, don't worry. People of Japan, we got, well, the games haven't even started and there's already one. Not, I'm not, the, the person would have to be COVID infected. No, no, this, but mm-hmm. when somebody mm-hmm. gets out of the perimeter and disappears, that's a breach. It's a breach. And it, uh, that's yeah. the one that that's the, all you need is one vector to start a new wave of infection. Like danger. So, will Robinson danger. Exactly right, and there are, and there are athletes and delegations that have arrived that people have been infected and mm-hmm. they're being isolated there and whatnot. So I mean, it's not. This is not. I just, you know, Jurassic Park. Mm-hmm. You know, when they're saying like, you know, oh. the whole bunch of rich men, you know, doing some type of playground thing. You know, mm-hmm. like, ah, oh, don't worry, it'll all be fine. What could go wrong? <laughs> and then next, you know, they're screaming and yelling and <laughs> or however that line goes with Jeff Goldblum. Next thing you know, they're screaming and yelling and, <laughs> and death. And your, your, your scientists like, just, were so preoccupied with whether or not they could. They never uh, whether or not they they could. They never thought whether or not they should. Yeah. So I like I really really hope that everything goes well, and I'm mm-hmm. cheering for our Canadian Olympic athletes. Oh, yeah. I'm, an, I'm an Olympic nerd, and I'll be watching. But I also have like a I got a very bad feeling about this. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm I'm, I'm nervous. Uh, I'm not gonna lie. I mean, all the athletes are double vaccinated. I know that from Team Canada. Ours, okay? yes, ours are. I can't I can't vouch for any other nation on earth, and I do not understand why the uh, vast majority of 
the Japanese people aren't vaccinated. It's kind of shocking, but I mm-hmm. guess they just didn't. Uh, well, they, I don't know if they have manufacturing capacity, number one. But the other question is, that did they do what our political leaders did and, and secure contracts well before mm-hmm. the vaccine were even manufactured? Mm-hmm. I mean, we have enough to re- vaccinate every Canadian, I think, 10 times or something like that, or five something times. Like yeah, 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 yeah. Again, thank God for Minister Anand. My goodness gracious, <sighs> yes. UK Prime Minister Boris Johnson, against almost 100% of medical advice, is recklessly blasting open the doors as the UK is on a huge infection upswing at the moment, having recorded over 51,000 new infections and a seven-day average of over 39,000 infections yesterday. Two months ago, it recorded 1,926 new cases in a day, lowering the seven-day average to 2,274. So if you're following the numbers, with about 50,000 more new infections per day today than there was two months ago, Bojo is opening up more, thus making the UK the most likely place in Europe from which its next variant of concern will emerge, thus screwing up the world effort. I got to correct you on one thing, though. Just one Mm -hmm. thing. UK is not part of Europe, remember? That is true. (laughs) Not anymore. Not anymore. No, no. They, they, they have or is the it? Well, like, are they still part of Europe, but just not part of the EU? No, they're neither. Neither. They're not part of the Union since Brexit got them out of the Union, but they've never considered themselves part of Europe to begin with. Ah, yeah. okay. I, I just The only reason I corrected you on that is because I have friends in the UK that listen yes. to this, and we would get a notification about it, trust me. <laughs> and I don't know if it would be a gentle correction. <laughs> they're, they're, it's kind of like, you know... Uh, when, when uh, Canadians travel and we get confused for Americans, we're always very humble and apologetic and say, no, no, it's fine. I expected that. I'm cool. But I find most people around the world say, oh, I'm so sorry. I'm like, no, no, it's cool. It's cool. And then every now and then you'll encounter somebody, ah, Canadian, American, you're all the same. Whoa. Now, hell, hold on a second here. Yeah. Them's fighting words, my friend. Same side of the pond. Uh, yeah. yeah. No, 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 no. Oh, yeah. That's <laughs> like saying, oh, yeah, Scotland, Ireland, England. It's all the same, right? Our pond freezes. <laughs> and finally, let's back to the USA, where yesterday, USA Today officially declared that the fourth wave has hit the alleged land of the free. Number 18 on the Freedom Index. Mm. <laughs> smooth. On June 23rd, the USA managed to drop its seven-day rolling average to 11,311 cases. Less than a month later, like the UK, the USA is recording just over 51,000 new cases a day, and the seven-day average has jumped 171% to 30,702. 171% between June 23rd and July 16th. And remember that 99.2% of the people who perished from COVID were unvaccinated. You were reading my mind. That's exactly where I'm going. In the United States, in particular, COVID is a pandemic of the unvaccinated. That's exactly what it is, yes. Which makes me wonder about the Republican Party and Fox News' business model. They're killing their, they're <laughs> killing their, their audience. Yes. <laughs> Please explain to me how you generate revenue when you have no one watching or voting. <sighs> You're killing your own audience. I guess they plan to broadcast six feet under. I, I, just, <laughs> I don't uh, get it, man. Uh, kids, 
I have a feeling that the odds of those much mused aloud about border openings with the USA being put on hold have just skyrocketed. Yeah. So gird your loins, kids, because though things may be good here right now, and though our vaccination rates rock, no citizen under 12 years of age is vaccinated yet. And this will be the source of huge problems for provincial premiers come September. Mm-hmm. And no vaccine is yet approved under emergency authorization for this demographic. And still, more than half the population is not fully vaxxed and thus still not fully protected from the Delta variant. And last but not least, the Lambda variant awaits. Mm-hmm. So things may still look quite good in Canada until the end of July or early August. If a fourth wave is to hit us, to the best of my estimation, this is about when we'd start seeing more concrete signs of it. So please remain cautious. And that's your coast to coast to coast COVID roundup. Stay with us, kids. We'll be back with our main story right after this. It's Mr. Grizzly, your friendly neighborhood grizzly bear, who is asking you how much you like this program. And I'm asking you if, well, you like this show, you like what you hear, and we're happy to do this for you, if you'd be willing to, you know, throw us a couple of bucks as a tip. And the reason we do this, with the reason we ask this question is because there are some production costs involved. We're happy to give this to you, but, you know, feel free to send us a couple of dollars over uh, coffee.com. And now the website is ko dash fi.com backslash eager beaver dollar two dollars fifty cents whatever whatever you can spare it helps us with our production costs mr beaver that's right mr grizzly Uh, if you go to our coffee page the recommended donation is three dollars but it can really be anything you want um less or more if you happen to like this show especially um we reinvest uh, in the show. Uh, as you can tell, uh, the sound quality has improved since uh, episode one. And, uh, you know, we want to see where this show can go. Uh, hopefully we can maybe get some correspondence uh, one day, um, maybe film it uh, for YouTube. Uh, if uh, you guys have any suggestions of what you'd like to see the show become, of course, those are always welcome uh, because, you know, we do this for you. Um so yeah, uh, every little bit helps. And of course, if you can't afford anything and you just like the show, then please, you know, that's quite all right. Send us some comments. Let us know what you think of it. Uh, that means just as much to us too. And don't forget the website, www.ko-fi.com backslash eagerbeaver. Thanks, eh? And welcome back, kids. As Parliament was winding down, four major government bills were still in the Senate awaiting passage and then royal assent. Bill C-30, the Budget Implementation Bill, Bill C-12, the Canadian Net Zero Emissions Accountability Act, the infamous Bill C-10 to amend the Broadcasting Act to regulate international music and screen media content streamers, and finally, the subject of our discussion today, Bill C-6, which seeks to amend the criminal code so as to render illegal the torture that is subjecting someone to conversion therapy, usually against their will. Bills C-30 and C-12 obtained royal assent. The other two, including Bill C-6, did not. As this is our Pride episode, 
we will delve a bit deeper into the politics and machinations that have, for all intents and purposes, allowed this bill to wither on the Senate vine as we head toward an election, which will kill it. Now, before I get too melodramatic, I personally have no doubt that should they win, the liberals will reintroduce the bill. But the phrase in that sentence is, should they win? Regardless of how much confidence one can reasonably have in this being the outcome given current numbers, we do run campaigns for a reason, kids. That this protection is at all at risk in 2021 is definitely worth our concern. According to the Canadian Department of Justice website, Bill C-6 would amend the criminal code to prohibit certain activities that relate to conversion therapy, which is defined as practices, treatment, or services designed to change an individual's sexual orientation to heterosexual or gender identity to cisgender or to reduce non-heterosexual sexual attraction or sexual behavior. Specifically, the bill would enact new offenses to prohibit causing an individual to undergo conversion therapy against their will, causing a child to undergo conversion therapy, removing a child from Canada to undergo conversion therapy abroad, receiving a financial or other material benefit from the provision of conversion therapy, and advertising an offer to provide conversion therapy. The bill would also authorize courts to order the seizure and forfeiture of advertisements for conversion therapy or order their removal from computer systems, also known as takedown provisions. Now, seems clear to me that this is something we should do. That is, if we care about treating fellow citizens with some basic human decency. And it was clear to the House of Commons as well. Bill C-6 received overwhelming support with a vote of 263 to 63. On Twitter, Minister of Justice David Lametti stated that the bill was about protecting the dignity and equality rights of lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender, queer, and two-spirit individuals by criminalizing conversion therapy-related conduct. If passed, Bill C-6 will make Canada's criminal laws on conversion therapy the most progressive and comprehensive in the world. And while it seemed obvious to me and the House of Commons that this should be law, it isn't. So... Why isn't it? Because for some reason, this is not obvious to conservatives. In fact, 100% of the 63 votes against a law banning conversion therapy came from the CPC benches. Conservatives like Niagara West MP Dean Allison. Oh, yeah. We're naming names. Markham Unionville MP Bob Soroya and New Brunswick Southwest MP John Williamson bat their eyelashes and innocently claim that the only reason they want conversion therapy to be legal just a little bit longer is because they want more of a fleshed out legal definition of conversion therapy. I oppose the use of conversion therapy and I would never want to see anybody subjected to it. Gaslights Huron Bruce MP Ben Lobb. I understand and support what Bill C-6 is trying to accomplish, but the wording of the bill leaves the door open to criminalize voluntary conversions surrounding topics of sexual and gender identity. Now, excuse me while I go and puke for saying those words. Mm, You can taste the bovine fecal matter in your mouth as you say it, right? Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Another, like, uh, how the sausage is made thing kits. Uh, I write the script, but uh, I do not hand it to Mr. Grizzly before. So, you know, sometimes I select my quotes because I want to see what they sound like coming out of his mouth. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) 
It's, hey. it's, it's, it's I mean, uh, look, uh, I'll be professional about this, but it's really hard to say those things because I know they're written words and I'm just quoting somebody else, but it still makes me sick to my stomach. Yep. Oh, wait, wait till later. There's some doozies in there for you. Great. Something to look forward to. <laughs> now, kids. Just so happens, Purolator just delivered the Beaverton 3000 CPC BS to English translator I ordered in time for the election. Oh, it's in. Yeah, came in on Friday, and I've been itching to give it a test run. So let's pass that whopper from uh, Huron Bruce MP Ben Lobb through it and see what we get. This should be fun. And the Beaver 103000 reads, what they're really saying is... Please, let us still be cruel, cruel to those people. Leave the door open a smidge. Give us a special carve-out. I understand and support what Bill C-6 is trying to accomplish, but the worrying of the bill leaves the door open to us not being able to be smugly superior douchebags. There is absolutely nothing in the law that criminalizes a conversation between a child and parent or a teen and her pastor about their sexuality or gender identity. That which is criminalized specifically, and it bears repeating, is causing an individual to undergo conversion therapy against their will, causing a child to undergo conversion therapy. There is nothing in the law about normal caring, well-intentioned conversations with the parental units or your deacon to process or obtain guidance about whatever emotions and feelings one may be having about such matters. And now for an eager beaver political literacy moment. Now, kids, if this sounds familiar to you, it should. We've been here before. This is just a variation on the theme of past conservative objection to hate speech and hate crimes legislation because it opens the door to allegedly criminalizing passages of the Bible or saying out loud that you're not pro-equal marriage. Well, we've passed those laws some time ago, and the people who are awful to others about sexuality and gender identity and abusing the Bible to do it are still doing it today and are still not going to jail for it because nobody has a constitutional right to go through life not being exposed to awful people. It's sad, I guess, in a way. But, you know, it's like... You have a constitutional right to be awful. Yeah, yeah. You can be as big of an a-hole as you wish. You have that right. Yep. It's just not a good look. No, <laughs> no. Nevertheless, wanting to preserve for a select group of people their right to be awful to others without consequence is the pretext which motivated conservative senators to hold up the bill and deny it royal assent this past Pride Month. Oh, by the way, Mr. Grizzly, do you know who else voted against the bill? I have a feeling you're about to tell me. Well, I'm about to tell you. Disgraced former CPC leader, leader the nearly million-dollar ban, Andrew Scheer. Uh-huh. Uh, to yeah, no one's seems... surprise. To yeah. no one's surprise. Yes, to no one's surprise. It seems Mr. Five-Finger Discount, however, the surprise is, is that he only has trouble telling Canadians how he really feels about gay people. When he's running for, or is that running from, the job of prime minister? <laughs> then he can't say it. Hmm. But ah, now he's free. What does that mean? Reply. <laughs> so sad. Screw him. Ah, kids, I'm old enough to remember way back in the autumn of 2019 when old Blandy Shearer couldn't seem to get out what was his land stance on equal marriage. 
I think we can make an educomificated guess now, eh? <laughs> Which brings us to O2O. <laughs> Uh, that poor sucker. <laughs> Nobody on the team is rowing in his direction. Aaron is an island. <laughs> Dude keeps saying he's pro he's pro LGBTQ rights, pro choice, and expects his caucus members to have respectful policy debates. <laughs> now that to me, Kits, is yet another instance of. Do you hear the words that are coming out of your mouth? That's the words are coming out of your mouth. Luckily, we could call upon the Beaverton 3000 again to process this pile of buffalo poop. Man, those things get in a workout. That which Aaron is really saying here is... Okay, caucus, you can still hold your fantasy discussions about being all up a woman's vajayjay and that which you'd like to do the alphabet soup if nobody was looking. But come on, guys, could you do it respectfully? In what freaking reality do you allow your caucus to hold debates and free votes on whether subjecting queer kids to torture should be okay, even just a little bit, and still have the gall to present yourself as an ally? <laughs> I don't know what they call it when heron comes from, but back in Fagadelphia, where I grew up as a young gayling, an ally, using huge air quotes here, kids, an ally <laughs> who not only sits down when your humanity is being attacked, but who offers aid and comfort to those on the attack is a traitor. Mm -hmm. I know Aaron ain't got my back, so he can take a long look at my backside. Flashback to late October 2019 and the words of one-time CPC leadership hopeful Peter McKay. What went wrong? Well, I'm going to be very honest with you. I think there was a number of issues that became very prevalent in this election that nobody, other than the politicals, wanted to talk about. People did not want to talk about women's reproductive rights, and they didn't want to talk about revisiting the issue of same-sex marriage. And yet that was thrust onto the agenda and hung around Andrew Scheer's neck like a stinking albatross, quite frankly. And he wasn't able to deftly deal with those issues when opportunities arose. Smell that? Mm -hmm. Slide that heavy SOCON issues albatross around Aaron's neck. It's back. And just in time for the election, too. And it stinks. Well, I have to read this text I got a couple of hours ago. Mm. Hi, this is Erica from the Conservative Party of Canada. Can the CPC <laughs> count on your support in the next federal election? Reply, yes or no. No, never. Christo-fascist, hateful, money-loving, anti-LGBTQ party of ghouls. I think that summed it up. I think my response was pretty succinct. Hmm. I haven't received mine yet, but I got my answer prepared. Yeah. I, I, I didn't not, use not vulgarities. I was, I, I, I was, I was going to drop some serious F-bombs, and I thought, nah, nah, I won't do that. I'll just tell them what I really think. And you did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I read uh, it. I was angry. I'm like, how dare you attack me while I'm eating my dinner? 5.30. Yeah. I'm eating my dinner, and I get this. Yeah, I was not and happy. Like, and I was like, yeah, come on, girl. You're not name. Your name's not Erica. Mm -hmm. <laughs> no. no, no it's a, it's yeah. a bot. <laughs> oh, man, man, man. I don't know. Uh, yeah. Yeah, poor. It's just, I don't know what. It, I, I, I have no idea what's going to happen to this Aaron Kai when the election actually comes. Uh, I mean, you know, he's going to be out there all alone talking about climate change and, you know, abortion and, you know, 
being pro-choice and you know, being pro-LGBT and nobody's going to follow. Nobody's going to listen. There are going to be bozo eruptions left, right. And I just, and you know that somebody's going to like mention it, like right in the first few days, right? Like somebody's going to go to a, uh, you know, a woman's shelter or someone's going to go to a pride event or something. And, you know, and that will be the perfect opportunity, you know, to bring that up and, Know, while you're making an announcement for something else, I mean, he's just set himself up. He's set himself up to be asked that the first question right in the debate, especially in French, like mm -hmm. happened to share last time. Like, it's just, you cannot hold, you cannot play footsie under the table by allowing people to have free votes and then saying you're pro against the, the pro the things that you're allowing people to have discussions about negotiating away. Mm -hmm. It's just... Yeah, you know, it, yeah. It, it's like standing with your best friend, right? It's like you know, if your best friend's at a different of a different race, and then somebody, another friend of yours, comes by and insults the person for the race, and you say nothing. Mm -hmm. It's like, well, you haven't been much of a friend. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Right. If you let one friend insult another friend, like this, while you're standing there, and say nothing. You haven't been much of a friend to the person who was insulted. So this is the same thing. Aaron O'Toole is perfectly well, well happy to stand by while Derek Sloan and company keep on. Questioning whether or not things. we actually are full humans. Yeah. Yeah. Not an ally. Not an ally. <sighs> he, he, next. He, he's Thank trying you next. to, he's just trying to, you know, play the game. But like, dude, your, your base is, uh, well, they'll all be dead soon enough. So who cares about them? I guess. I don't know. Is that a terrible thing for me to say? Slightly, but you know, we're allowed to be terrible people now and then. Well, I mean, am, am I being a terrible person when I say I don't look these these people hate the fact that you exist, want to deny your yeah. humanity and want to do yeah. the impossible, which is convert your sexuality. That is not possible to fact, do. It's not possible. You the can't very do fact it. that I exist. Yes, I know. The very fact that I exist is a political statement. Yes. Right, to these people. Yeah. So you know what? They can all die off and I don't give a shit. I don't. I don't. And I'm not going to weep for them because they are, well, terrible, terrible people. Terrible people. They yep. want to deny your right to and exist. Do. Yep. And there are over 7 billion people on the planet. And there's a lot of them that we haven't met yet. Mm -hmm. And we spend too much time on the loudmouths. Listen, guys, it's not personal. We're just looking for better people. That's it. Sorry. It's that simple. Let's take a break. Yeah, I think so. Well, kids, it seems that we had a lot more content than we thought that we would have. So we're actually going to divide this episode into two parts. This is the end of part one. We hope that you had a good time listening to us because we had lots of fun putting this together for you. We welcome feedback in the form of compliments, bribes to be on the show, constructive criticism, gentle corrections if we got anything factually incorrect, happy stories of things that have happened to you or your dear ones, and in participation in our listeners challenge, we want to know what plans you have for the summer. You can do all of that on our Facebook blog page, The True North Eager Beaver, or at True Eager on Twitter. If you really like this podcast, please tell a friend. They can find us on Google, Spotify, Apple, and Mixcloud. And finally, 
If you really, really, really like this podcast and wish to encourage us to do more, we work for tips. Please feel free to buy a cup of coffee for Mr. Grizzly here or a mug of hot chocolate for me via our coffee page at coffee.com backslash eager beaver. That's K-O hyphen F-I dot com backslash eager beaver, all in one word, lowercase. From the Beaver Lodge, this is your eager beaver saying until next time, dear kids. And that will be really soon because we have part two coming from you. It can be a tough world out there. So be kind to and gentle with yourself. Mr. Grizzly, some uh, words of wisdom for our listeners. Remember to breathe. And I don't mean just the autonomic function. I, re- I, I want you to remember that when you feel stressed or anxious, 10 deep cleansing breaths in a row will calm your nerves. Mm, that is really, really good advice. Come back and uh, see us for part two where we will have our interview with Devin Eru and uh, our lighter news. See you soon, kids. The True North Eager Beaver podcast is an Eager Beaver Mr. Grizzly collaboration. Copywritten by The Eager Beaver. Recording, production, and editing by Mr. Grizzly. Music courtesy of Ben Sound Royalty Free Music. Once again, thank you to our founding sponsors, The Pepper Master, The Miss V Mysteries from Corvid Moon Publishing, and CanadianTarot.com. Be sure to look for part two of our Pride special very, very soon. And of course, the extended interview that we will have with our guest, Devin Hiru. I'm Matt Kundal, host of the Sound Off Podcast, the show about podcast and broadcast. Since 2016, we've been speaking with amazing people who have populated your ears for decades. Legendary broadcasters, research wizards, talent experts, podcasters, voice talent, almost 400 stories, all for free. Subscribe or follow the Sound Off Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, or at soundoffpodcast.com.